introduction. This is on page one. Uh, second paragraph. Second paragraph. Great place to begin. Page one. Uh, my objective. Great place to begin would be the first paragraph. The first paragraph. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but the but the first that'd be too <laughs> exactly. My objective in once he wants notion of the creative retrieval and completion in mind. Um, what what Clark is trying to do in this work throughout the whole work is he's trying to present to you the thought of St. Thomas as St. Thomas would have wanted it. And I think what that means is um, where his thought could have been developed and carried on to a, a much better completion, a much fuller understanding. That's if that's what St. Thomas would have wanted. And, and Clark thinks that's, that's what, that's what any humble philosopher theologian wants is, is this recognition that they haven't completely answered, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the mysteries of being, um, but they've, they've taking sort of mystery seriously. Take, yeah. Taking mystery seriously that, that you, you realize what you want is to propose a way of thinking about things that someone else can, can, can pick up and push to greater depths, to, to a greater understanding of, of reality. And so what, what Clark is trying to do here is he's trying to continue um, this creative retrieval and completion of something that began with St. Thomas. And therefore, it, it in some ways is not just in line with, but it's in the spirit of, and in some ways it's even part of the, 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 the same project that St. Thomas himself was concerned with. Um, uh, and, and so what, what he's going to be doing is he's going to be sort of speculating on ways to carry on St. Thomas's thought about being the human person and just person in general that maybe aren't explicitly stated word for word on the pages of the angelic doctor, but are um, implicit in what he's saying in, in light of his broader project so that it, it, it kind of brings his thought to um, to fulfillment, which is, I think, what Clark says he's wanting to do. So, that, so yeah, he says that at the top of page four, actually, he says, um, uh, since Thomas himself did not explicitly work out this aspect for his thought, I must take my own responsibility for what follows, except for yeah. the basic inspiration I have received from his own inexhaustibly seminal thinking. So, I think. He is saying he's 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 trying to 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 sort of springboard from Thomas, but mm. that what he's going to say, this besides what he quotes from Thomas, which he does, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. What he's going to say is his own is his own sort of working from Thomas, and of course, as you said, like this is probably exactly what Thomas would want. Right. I think I, this would be a, a fun little game uh, to 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 pass the time. You could actually like place bets with your buddies. Uh, you, you you take a uh, person and being and you flip it to a random page and you place a bet as to uh, whether or not there's going to be a quotation or a reference to uh, St. Thomas. And my guess is odds are that there will be. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's about 108 to one that uh, there, there won't be. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that, that one is the, uh, the opening page that says this is intentionally left blank. <laughs> <laughs> So. There is no page like <laughs> no, that. No, there's not. Um, okay, so uh, so I, I want to hear something that that is that is incredibly fascinating that 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 gives you the backdrop and also the the sharpness and maybe even the snarkiness if you, if you want to put it that way of, mm -hmm. of Clark. It's on page two. Uh, so one of the stimuli for this line of thought, um, uh, this line of thought that that he's going to be developing, that is the a metaphysics of being that that that. that is rooted in the notion of the existential act or essay. Uh, uh, um, so, so one of the stimuli for this line of thought has been the, the challenge laid down some years ago by Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, uh, namely that Christian thinkers had developed a relational notion of the person for use in theology to help explain the Trinity of three persons united in one God, but had not exploited it adequately, if at all, in their philosophical analyses of the person. Mm. And he goes on to say um, that he explicitly reproaches St. Thomas himself for doing this. So Ratzinger so, does. So Ratzinger does. So Ratzinger, yeah. Ratzinger, he does, Ratzinger and he does. takes, takes a, a pretty, pretty harsh, critical um, uh, swing at Aristotle and St. Thomas mm -hmm. for not taking relationality 
as a primordial aspect of the person, uh, as he puts it at, in, on the bottom of page two. So I want to read this quote, even though uh, you all have this either in your hand or on your computer screen. It's well worth um, um, quoting this this passage on the bottom of we, two. You should note also that yeah. um, this Ratzinger's thought on this, um, not necessarily this exact quote, but as he puts in the footnote number uh, footnote two, or I'm sorry, endnote. Demonic endnotes. Yeah. <laughs> As he puts uh, in endnote two, um, he says there's a longer development on this in his in concerning the notion of person in right. theology. Right. Communio 17, 1990, 438 through 54. Um, this that that um, essay was amazingly influential to both you and so, I. So Dr. Shinkavich and I co-taught a class a couple years ago called Metaphysics in Christ where we read a bunch of meta metaphysical work and a bunch of Christological work. Uh, and one of the things we read was that essay, thinking, oh, it would just be an interesting thing to read. And it, and it turned out to really be uh, not just thought-changing, but, but life-changing. It, it really sort of re yeah. restructured the way and that... fundamental to our that, thought. ...that we think and that we, yeah. that we actually live. Uh, so I, it's a short essay. It's, it's a, a, a very, very, very... Less than 15 pages, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, highly recommend taking a look at that. Um, but this quote, I think, is, is, is a s somewhat of a summary of what yeah, he's this saying is, in this that is, essay. And, it, and, and he, he is not at all afraid to uh, hold back any punches. He's, he's, no, no. He's, he's laying it all out. No, no. Okay, so in the relational notion of person developed within the theology of the Trinity lies concealed a revolution in man's view of the world. The undivided sway of thinking in terms of substance is ended. Relation is discovered as an equally valid primordial mode of reality. And it is made apparent how being that truly understands itself grasps at the same time that in itself being it does not belong to itself. That it only comes to itself by moving away from itself and finding its way back as relatedness to its true primordial state. Or as someone wise once said, it's only by losing your life that you gain it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and if you try to gain it, you know what you happens. Lose. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I know what happens. That's, you know what happens. We've, we've all been there, and then we end up in the confession line. <laughs> and then we do it again. That's right. Hence Lent. Right. So... So, um, so then he goes, he goes on to, to say, so, so you have this notion of substantiality, which is this traditional notion of um, sort of an independent existence, an, an existence that is sort of self-contained, mm -hmm. self-standing. Um, it, it is that which sort of is of itself, uh, sort of traditionally, it, it exists per se, it exists through itself. It's, it's this... Um, uh, uh, you know, self-contained um, entity, being, island, something like that. And what what um, Norse Clark, or at least here, what 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 Ratzinger is saying is, uh, there's this there's this primordial aspect completely foreign to those those more uh, ancient uh, metaphysics. The, there's this 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 aspect of relationality seems to be missing. And so this work of Clark is going to be looking at the relationship between the traditional notion of substance, that is an individual um, uh, being that, that, has, that has sort of its, its life and its existence in itself, through itself, for itself, and any sort of relations that it has to another is always going to be accidental or sort of... Um, you might think secondarily, uh, and, and whether it's related to another or not is, is, you know, not, not built into the very structure of its being. Mm -hmm. Um, and what he's going to say is that's, that's not, that's not the way you should understand substance. And moreover, he's going to say in, in more modern times, pushing to Heidegger, uh, to, um, uh, Marcel, he, he even he says, says Marcel, yeah, yeah. Gabriel Marcel, Shockingly. someone who, who I'm a, a great fan of. Uh, and and he he's going to say those those sort of more mo modern existentialists uh, they 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 hone in on this this relationality but at the expense of losing substantiality the mm -hmm. substantiality of mm -hmm. the individual 
And once you do that, Clark argues, you you actually lose relationality. You he he thinks, and this is something that's going to come up no, in, 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 this, in discussion. But he yeah. thinks that if you if you don't have relationality <clears throat> as central to the being to the existence of you, then 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 um, there is no substance, right? So so substance requires, or it's sort of built into the notion of substance that it's it's relational. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, but it likewise is built into the notion of relationality that mm-hmm. it has an intrinsicness, it has a it has an in itselfness. Uh, that is, in it has a substantiality. Yeah. That's a good that's a good word, I think, in itselfness. Yeah, and and so he 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 thinks that these are things that uh, aspects call it that go hand in hand when you're thinking about what it means to be uh you 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 are he, he's going to play on this di- dyadic um um uh notion this uh, this dyadic perspective of mm-hmm. being uh it is in itself and for another and he's going to say that you can never be in in itself you can never be for yourself or in yourself unless you're for another and you can never be for another unless you have an aspect of being in yourself so this is this yeah, is and this so, and so it, it seems that the, the the former that you talked about was yeah. the ancient yeah the in itself yeah and the latter is the modern the, yeah the, the modern um but but i think he's i think he's specifically thinking the modern that has reacted to the notion of substance of modernity perhaps yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they've kind of gone a little too far right and so he's trying he's trying to do a, a corrective move here to to retain to retain substantiality, but to find room to accommodate within substantiality. That's it's not an add-on to substantiality, but he's trying to say what it is to be in itself is to be for another. Right. And and what what he does, interestingly, is he says, yeah, I know, I, I know, this is supposed to be a work of philosophy, and it is a work of philosophy, but we get a good insight into what it is to be in itself for another. That that possibility sort of opens up for 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 human rationality in light of revelation. Uh, and so, so I yep. think I think he says when you think about the 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 the, the, the being itself, when you think about um, God, um, subsistent being, uh, you realize that uh, subsistent being is perfect substance, but at the same time, it's only perfect substance in relationality. Mm-hmm. It, it is it is um, uh, relational, right? And so, yeah. so he says the the, the relation. Of the Father to the Son uh, and, and the Spirit are are it's essentially relational, um, but but that is not at the expense of real distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, um, and and so perfect right. perfect distinction of persons comes about through relationality. Mm-hmm. So sort of the perfect. In itselfness of the Father, Son, and Spirit comes about through their perfect for anotherness. Yeah, he says on page fifteen to jump into the text here. Um, the second act of of being or of um, expressing oneself or of uh, self saying, as, yeah. as mm-hmm. Balthazar would say, uh-huh. the second act is the very goal and fulfillment in being of the first act. It's ultimate raison d'etre. Mm-hmm. It's it's the purpose of being at all is that you communicate yourself to another. Right. So it's not that it's not that it's accidental. He he specifically says it's not accidental or less important. Uh, right, right above that section, this is the top of fifteen. The second act is sec is not secondary in importance or purely accidental. Rather, it's essential, and it follows naturally or essentially from the first act of being what it is that it that its very goal is to bring about its communication right to another yeah so so i so sort of right right now as we have it we have the the emphasis on not the denial of substance in favor of relationality not the denial of relationality in favor of substance mm-hmm. sort of which is which is primordial which is which is which is primary, and and I think what 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 you get Clark saying is there's a sense in which they are co-equal. They're, these mm-hmm. are these are two distinct aspects, but they are both central 
uh, to what it is to be. Right. Um, and, and, and so the chapter one, um, or the section one, we'll call it section one of, of it, it is chapter one uh, of, of this work, Person and Being, uh, is called Being as Dynamic Act. So the way, the, the way I see this book playing out, sort of structure, <laughs> is it begins with Clark saying, I want to talk about what it means to be a person, what it means specifically to be a human person. And what's, what's central to that is this notion of substantiality. Persons sort of exist in themselves. They have their own lives. They have their own freedom, their own control, um, their own ends, their own purposes. But that is only something that makes sense in light of this relationality to another, to a world, right? So, so he wants to say, let's think about what it is to be a person. Uh, that's what I want to, 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 to hone in on. But in order to do that, he, he needs to give a little tour, so to speak, of what it means to be. Because one of the famous uh, lines, one of the famous passages, I think it, uh, oh, me, it might be in De Veritate, somewhere in, in Aquinas, that person is the perfection of being. Uh, mm-hmm. Clark quotes mm-hmm. that somewhere in, in here. Um, so, Not so he, yet. I haven't seen that. Okay, yet. so it's coming up. Get ready. Um, <laughs> Get ready. So, um, person, person is going to be the perfection of of, of being, and um, so he begins with with being. Being is going to provide sort of the structure of how to understand person, because person is going to be the perfection of it. So, so he he has these three sections in chapter one, which is just sort of background metaphysics. He's just mm-hmm. doing background metaphysics in chapter one. So, section one of chapter one is being as active and self-communicative. So he thinks to be is to be self-communicative or to communicate oneself. And we, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a bit. And then the second section is about the relationality of being. Being is self-communicative and therefore it seems to be necessarily relational, um, which we've sort of talked about a bit in passing already. And then the third section is about being as receptive and therefore it it being is communal. Um, it, 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 it being exists. It, that's probably a better way to put it, but being to be is to be in communion. It's to, right. it's to be in community. Um, and, and that, that seems to follow in light of, of the, the communicative and the relational, mm-hmm. um, aspects of, of being. Yeah. Substance is not in and of itself only, but communicates itself to another for its perfection. Right, that's right. A point, that's the point of it being. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so here, so here's how here's how um, I see section one. That is the the active and self communicative um, aspect of being kind mm-hmm. of playing out. So he, he distinguishes real being from um, p- possible or, or merely potential being, and he says what makes what makes something actually existing, what makes it really concrete or real being, is that it. It communicates. It acts. It does something. It 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 mm-hmm. it, it is um, in some ways alive. Now you might think, how is how is a book alive, or a coffee mug alive, or or a a, a, a whiskey jar alive? The first two the first two might it might be difficult to see how they're alive, but the last one <laughs> you can clearly see how that's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Native Americans called it. Uh, fire water spirits man they're spirits, spirits. they are <laughs> spirits they are alive <laughs> um, <laughs> but 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 that, that, that's that's partly a joke but partly serious because um, right what, I, what i'm trying what i want to what i want to say sort of in light of stuff clark says is um playing off of all these quotations that that he gives of thomas that to, to be is to act um something exists in act um if it is if it is active right so uh from the very fact that something exists in act it is active uh he goes on to say that uh, it is the nature of every actuality to communicate itself mm-hmm. insofar as it is possible right. hence every agent acts according as it exists in actuality we talked about this um a little bit in light of um aristotle when we were, we were talking about perception that you have you have um beings that are that are um uh, you know, colored objects. You have the the the, the mug. You have the the alligator. You have the hamburger. Although that's probably not the best thing to talk about during a Friday and Lent. Uh, but 
You have like, these well, things. It might not be Friday for them. Yeah, it might not be Friday. So this is <laughs> this is the odd thing about about what we're doing here. Yeah, it's sort of atemporal, but we'll we'll get past that. Um, <laughs> not eternal though. Not 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 in the eternal no, sense. No. Yeah. Um, so, so you have these things that exist, and in some ways, what they're existing is for. They're existing as color colored objects is for is for being seen. So they're they're kind of there, not consciously, but you might say metaphysically, existentially, you know, saying, look at me, look at me, right? So that they're, they're, they're trying to show themselves to be colored is to try to show yourself to something that has right. the capacity. But, but to it's see not, it. um, page eight, Jill Sohn's quote is, I think, really important. Um, the very beginning, the very first line of that, um, near the bottom, not to be then to act but to be is to act yeah yeah so it's not like the mug is saying look at me look at me in a secondary sense like i need to be fulfilled in, in a vain yeah, sort of yeah, way the, right? the mug's not making like a facebook page to say no look at look at the presentation i'm making right of right. myself which which makes me ask whether a human person should make a facebook page but let's not get into yeah, that yeah. for now yeah. but but i think it's 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 the idea that to be is to be a communication to something else which which of course and we've talked about this before dr jager uh, how we need to wonder how man fits into the world and whether or not man is necessary for the world being what it is right in order to be able to see and acknowledge the mug saying look at me yep. by its nature yeah right yeah yeah and and so so we i i think what what clark is is doing here is he's saying bottom of page seven um to sort of carry well top actually let's, let's do a little more thomas um and then this is going to sort of carry on where you were going with that okay um top of page seven it follows upon the superabundance proper to perfection such as that the perfection which something has, it can communicate to another. Communication follows upon the very intelligibility of actuality. Mm -hmm. Hence, every form is of itself communicable. So, so what, and, and remember, so here form is actuality, right? Form, form is an actual way of, of, of being, right? So mm -hmm. um, a sort of a, a um, yeah, we'll just leave it as an act. Uh, and so what you have him, him saying is um, the communication is the form, right? What form is, is communication. Right. It is activity. It is, to it be, is actual. To be is to, to present oneself to another. Right, right. And there has to be another intellectual reality that can recognize that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and... and um, yeah, I think I think this there there's um there's something this this lines up I think with stuff that we um that we have, have, have talked about with um Plotinus mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. a little bit with the notion of um pure presence that you don't need to do anything else. It's not like the good and this is something in, in Plato too in some ways. It's not like you need to do anything else to come to know the forms. In some ways they're 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 already there and so in some ways you don't need to do anything else to to communicate yourself you're existing you are communicating stuff you right. are the communication of right. of, of of being and which requires another right i mean it's yeah. not just um i'm communicating myself to the void right right I mean, that doesn't make any sense yeah and that's why that's why we decided to do this in a podcast format because Otherwise, I would have been sitting in my office having this conversation to the void. <laughs> so, so, which you don't want to do. I don't want to do because the void does not respond. The void does not respond. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's what eight o'clock classes feel like. <laughs> but no offense to anyone out there that's in an eight o'clock class of mine. Also, also, if the void is responding, you might want to go seek psychological help. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what does the void sound like? <laughs> Probably something in a heavy metal band. Yeah, I could probably guess. pull that up on YouTube. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure you can. Yeah. Um, so 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 then this brings us to the bottom of page seven. Um, this is this is um, Clark speaking now. Not only is activity active self communication the natural consequence of possessing an active existence that is essay. So essay is the is the active existence, mm -hmm. and, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the distinction between essay and and essence here here in a second. 
Um, but but the act of existing, the act of being, the act of, of, of being real, you might say, uh, rather than not being real. Um, you can think of unicorns. Unicorns aren't real, uh, but you're real. But just the, the difference is that you have you have you have being, you have reality, you have existence, um, which is to say, you act. Your 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 act. Uh, it goes on. Saint Thomas goes further to maintain that self-expression through action is actually the whole point, the natural perfection or flowering of being itself, the goal of its very presence in the universe. So he's saying this this self-expression, self-communication, to um, communicate yourself to another, to reveal yourself to another, to present yourself to another, is what it is to be. That's what that's what being is. And so if that's not what you're doing, then you are uh, not fully being. You're sort of deviating from, you're moving towards non-existence, mm -hmm. so to say. Isolation is to move in some ways towards non-existence. Mm -hmm. um, interesting thing to say in light of the social distancing. But I think people realize a deficiency yeah. in, in social distancing. They realize something central to what it is to be human is missing, right? right? I can't go throw back a couple glasses of bourbon with Aaron Riches right now because <laughs> we have to keep distance. And, and, and there's a lack. He knows there's a lack. I know there's a lack, right? right? Um, and there's a full bottle that is not lacking because of <laughs> that primordial lack. But it is lacking because it's fine. It finds its fulfillment in communicating itself to another. Yeah. So, so the bottle <laughs> finds its finds its fulfillment in in presenting itself to dudes <laughs> or dudettes or dudettes. Dudettes. Dudettes certainly do. Don't leave them out. That's right. Okay. So, so um, just to show show the the rootedness of this in Saint Thomas, he goes on. To, to quote two important passages uh, from, from St. Thomas. Every substance exists for the sake of its operation. Right? And very important. So the end of the existence of a substance is its operation. It's, right? So every substance exists for the sake of its operation. Um, right? that's, that, that's, that's the, um, the purpose, you might say, of its existence. Uh, and, and, and second... Each and everything shows forth that it exists for the sake of its operation. Indeed, operation is the ultimate perfection of each thing. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean in virtue of being, you're going to operate perfectly, which is why uh, this is something that's going to come up later on in this, this book. Um, you can perfect how you, you, you act, how you operate, how you... How you um, um, show yourself how you communicate yourself and thereby you can perfect your being your being is perfected in virtue of your self-communication in virtue of your your relationality um to another um Here, here's a question i have yeah. um, i don't want it seems to me that uh and clark doesn't seem to take it this way either that operation there doesn't mean activity for activity's sake as as if you're just like working or doing something yeah but that you're doing something in the world in a way that you're expressing yourself to another right right, right. so it's not just like i mean i i get worried about our our own understanding of activity and thinking that if we're not active then we're not doing anything and that, that we're worthless and so i i'm concerned that 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 Instead of thinking about operation as mere activity, that yeah. we think of it as activity toward another for the sake of the other knowing ourselves right. and for the sake of the other being perfected themselves by knowing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's not just action for action's sake, but it's action for the other. Right, yeah. And I think, I think Clark would be perfectly happy with this interpretation. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's ambiguous. So it's, it's, it's generic right here. What is, what yeah. is the operation? Yeah. And I think the oper it's built into, and this comes up, I think this is what part three of chapter one is about. Part okay. three is about, well, maybe even part two. We've kind of talked about part two. Relationality. Um, yeah. So that what it is to communicate is to communicate yourself to another. Right. Uh, this bottom of 15. Um, well, this is great. Oh, man. Um, bottom of page 15. And the ultimate reason why all lower beings manifest this relationality as well as substantiality 
is that they are all in some way images of God, their right. ultimate source, the supreme synthesis of both. And here it is. All being, therefore, is by its very nature as being dyadic with an introverted or in itself dimension as substance and extroverted or towards others dimension as related through action. Uh, and he goes on to, to talk about how um, what you what you have is in virtue of relationality, there's always um, there's there, there's always a, a, um, um, a, a, a um, there's always relata, right? So you have you mm -hmm. have um, mm -hmm. you have a communicating of oneself and communication. And we talked about this in, in light of perception. Communication is always um, for another. So so that that like you can't have something capable of being seen unless you have something capable of seeing. Right. So you can't like have color without things that can see color. Now right. it doesn't. And, and now there's an interesting question. Um, could it could it be the case that all things that see color um, die out um, so that you know all things with with eyes no longer are capable of seeing? Mm -hmm. I think you. I think that can happen. But then what that does is that actually then is not just a uh, corruption of those entities that have eyes but that's mm -hmm. actually a corruption of now all these things are not capable of being known for what they are right right so so i think their perfection is is, is bound up in their their communication of themselves to one who can be communicated to yeah so so I, so here's here's how i see clark thinking of it is when you think about yourself you realize this is sort of you know play, play this out maybe somewhat you know naively you think um i i exist and and I'm like communicating. I'm revealing myself. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sort of speaking my existence to to others. And that might be in in the activities you do. Maybe it's it's the the games you're playing. Um, all of the activities that you do are ways of sort of revealing who you are, what you are, what you do. Sort of your inner life is made made visible through your activity. Mm -hmm. So your very being is made visible through this activity, um, which is why people can praise you for these things you do. Uh, and, and, and if there's really a unity between the things you do and you, then praising your activity is praising you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so I think what he's saying is we, we realize that, but then we also realize in virtue of that, it's got to be the case that there's someone to whom you're speaking or to whom you're communicating this. Mm -hmm. There's got to be someone that is the recipient of your active communication yeah. your, your, or, your, your or it's activity. absurd right or it's absurd or yeah. or you're you're speaking to the void right and, and therefore everything i'm saying is 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 ultimately incoherent because nothing is understanding me so and by, it's, it's kind but of but by saying you're talking about being right this, yeah by being this, yeah. this, this manifestation it's, it's, of oneself a metaphorical sort of saying right, that. right. Um, but but i mean using an, an example suppose you you had a language that um you knew for a fact, although I think this is probably impossible, but suppose you had a language which you knew for a fact that no one understands, nor could ever come to understand. Impossible for the, them to understand anything about yeah. what you're saying. It would be pointless to use that language to them. That language would become meaningless, right? Yeah. Because it would cease to actually be a language right. which is itself which is, no, I, I've experienced this. Right? So my daughter made up her own language oh no genevieve <laughs> and she told me what each thing meant uh -huh. but she had to tell me what she knew she recognized that she had to tell me what each thing meant yeah. or it wouldn't be a language and it would be, it would be lame for her like like this would this would be a really pointless activity to, to say these sounds that nobody understands. that no one understands that you intended to mean something yeah that yeah. nobody understood. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it might be a fun game for a little while, just yeah. to try to like annoy people. <laughs> but but it, it would it would not actually be a language. Yeah, but know? she started telling me what sounds meant what, and yeah. and therefore she recognized language in its nature is communicative. Yeah, yeah. To so, another. So the notion of a and this this is this is um um I, I see Wittgenstein giving a little a little like cheer, <laughs> you know, raising his glass to this one, um, saying. Uh, uh, that, that that a private language is not a possibility they're, they're, because a private language would be to say a language that doesn't actually relate to another, yeah. and that's just incoherent. But I, I think Clark actually makes a really good point when he makes his supposition on page 12 at the bottom where he, he talks about um, – he, he, he completely equates 
um, rationality or, or linguistics to ontology. Here's, here's Clark at um, bottom of 12 here. Suppose a being that really exists but does not act in any way, does not manifest itself in any way to other beings. There would be no way for anything else to know that it exists. It would make no difference at all to the rest of reality. Practically speaking, it might just as well not be at all. Right. It would, in fact, be indistinguishable from non-being. Yeah. I, I think that's yeah. that last line especially makes me realize that's what non-being is, yeah. is non-communication. Yeah. And so that's his point, right, is, yeah. is if you don't communicate yourself, then, then, that's, then you don't be. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so um, I think this, this um, I don't know, there's a lot, lot going on uh, in my head. <laughs> um, I, I, so in light, so when we go on to talk about um, Nietzsche, uh, I think we're going to see um, his view of language, what, what, what words are, it's not, um, it's language isn't really relational. It's not, there's no, there's no room for receptivity, so to speak in language. Language mm -hmm. is always from inside going outside. It's, 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 it's an, it's a, it's a way of, um, sort of imposing form on the formless. And, and, and there's nothing, nothing that sort of pushes, pushes back to, to open you up to, to being, um, revised by that because once once in light of what Nietzsche is going to say once there is no ultimate structure purpose to to, to being to reality there's nothing that can, can communicate back to you except what you put on it yeah and and therefore I think really the, the way to think of this although Nietzsche is trying to avoid this you actually can't communicate anything to reality because if if Clark is right nothing can can sort of there's nothing to which you're really relating because it mm -hmm. in itself is mm -hmm. intrinsically formless meaningless um you know void of void of purpose it's like prime matter yeah yeah it's like prime matter you you, you can't actually um you you can't actually communicate to nothing mm -hmm. uh you can't you can't impose form on nothing and therefore um language is actually ultimately incoherent mm -hmm. for, for Nietzsche. And mm -hmm. I, this, 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 is, this is sort of way off topic, but... Um. No, it's not. I, I mean, look at page 20. Um, he, he talks about, if self-communication is a fundamental aspect of real being, so too must receptivity, mm -hmm. the, con the, the complementary pole of self-communication. So I, I don't think it's off topic at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think um, what, what Clark is going to say is... Not only is being communicative, but being can receive communication from other being. And therefore, unlike Nietzsche, perhaps, yeah, although I haven't yeah, read Nietzsche yet, yeah, yeah. unlike Nietzsche, it's gonna, he's going to say, by your actually, by your being, by being being act and, and communicating itself, being is also passivity and receives yeah. the act yeah. of other being. And this yeah. gets into the yeah. whole, like, um, which uh, communion of, of being, as he talks about in in section three here where he says that there's this interconnected communication that that takes place and to the point that as he puts on page top of page 23 that everything becomes um integrated into a single all-embracing community of all real being and and that's what i think yeah, what yeah. is meant by the universe right yeah everything right. turned towards Everything's one turned towards the one but they're turned toward each other in in being turned toward the one, and in being turned toward the other, they're able to communicate themselves to the other, and uh -huh. to be received by the other, and for you yeah. to communicate yourself to the other and be received by the other. Yeah. Again, this is like the point of what we're doing here, talking yeah. to each other right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to be turned toward the void. I want to be turned toward another. Right, right, um, and and because that's the the perfection of you and the perfection of me and the perfection of all things. Right. In being turned toward the one. Right. Yeah, and and so, so this is this is this is great stuff. This is this sort of, I, in my view, this this the those that have read Plato, um, especially the the symposium, you'll you'll see throughout this section three, being as receptivity, community, communion, you'll see the Platonic underlyings uh, in 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 Thomas. Uh, so, for example. 
bottom of page 20. Another important consequence follows one habitually overlooked or underdeveloped in the classical tradition, including the Thomistic. Receptivity as such should be looked on not as essentially a sign of imperfection or mm -hmm. poverty, of potentiality in the receiver, as we have tended to look on it, but as in itself a positive aspect or perfection of being. Without it, love, authentic mutual love, would necessarily remain incomplete. Mm -hmm. And love is of itself a purely positive perfection. Uh, it goes on on top of page 21. As we move higher in the scale of being, so as you move higher in the scale of being, more ways of communicating yourself. We saw this with Aristotle. The, 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 the objects that are not alive can communicate themselves, but not in the ways that living objects can communicate themselves. They can communicate themselves and more of, of reality. Mm -hmm. Um, and then rational beings, free beings, in, intellectual beings can communicate themselves in an even deeper way. Um, so as you move up the scale of being, however, specifically into the personal, it turns more and more into an active, welcoming, gratefully responsive attitude, which is a positive, joy-bringing aspect of personal relations. So, so here what you, I, I think what he's saying is the perfection of being requires this notion of, of active welcoming. And, and uh, we saw that in Plato's Symposium with uh, Agathon, the way Agathon treats um, Aristodemus. Uh, Aristodemus is not supposed to be at the, at the party. There's this big party for um, um, Agathon who just won this. It's basically like the, I always forget it because I don't know anything about pop culture. The Grammys, the Emmys, whatever it is. The big like, the big play um, um, uh, sort the of Tony's. awards. Yeah, yeah. The Tony Award. The, 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 yeah. That's the place. There you go. Uh, and, and so, so he, he, won, he, he, he won this, and he, he held this big party. Socrates was invited. Socrates was going, finds his buddy Aristodemus. Aristodemus is like, I wasn't invited, Socrates. I can't go. And Socrates says, no, dude, you're with me. Come on. We'll have a good time. We'll figure something out. Just come with me. So Aristodemus goes to, to the party. Socrates lags behind because he's thinking about the forms. <laughs> of course. And, and he gets he gets stuck on the, on the neighbor's porch. <sighs> and so Aristodemus shows up at Agathon's house. Uh, and, is, and, and then um, Agathon says, Aristodemus, what are you doing here? <laughs> he says, I hope you're, you haven't come for any other reason other than to join my party because I looked for you yesterday and I couldn't find you. Come on in. You're, you're like more than welcome. So he welcomes him. Um, to this party, even though he wasn't invited, without any like question, it's 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 as if Agathon had thought, um, whoever comes knocking on my door is welcome mm -hmm. to this party. Mm -hmm. um, and and I and I think throughout the symposium, what you have is you have this 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 push to to talk about the receptivity of the good or of 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 of, of beauty or of love, um, kind of being what what's What's needed for love, so to speak, is the receptivity of, mm -hmm. of the beautiful um, and sort of the active receptivity of the beautiful. And, and I think what you have in Clark here in St. Thomas is that exact same thing. The perfection of being, the perfection of what it is to exist in yourself is to open yourself up to hear, listen to mm -hmm. um, uh, another Right. And, and um, yeah, it goes back to this idea of vision, too. Right. Seeing the world as it is. Yeah. 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 Because vision is a receptive reality, too. Although yeah. we think of it as active lots of times. It's not. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's I think in some ways it's both. But I yeah, think it, yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely receptive in that you 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 need to see it for what it is. But I think you need to you you, you have to actually take steps in order to see reality for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, you have to kind of just as just as you kind of have to prepare yourself to. Um, you know, certain emotions are natural emotions, but you kind of have to prepare yourself to properly experience the emotion. Mm -hmm. Likewise, I think seeing is a natural thing, but you have to prepare yourself to properly see things. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that's going to, that's a very difficult process. How do you prepare yourself to properly see things? It's going to require, well, you know, living with others that help you to see mm -hmm. things as they are. Um, and, and sort yeah. of being, being open to being told, no, that's not how things are. Yeah, you um, have to be open to that. Yeah, but but I think it's um, 
scandalously fascinating that he continually goes, or at least two major times in this section, goes into saying, it's the revelation of the divine persons of the Trinity yeah. that reveal to us the reality. Because as you were talking about love and that love needs an act of or, or a real receptivity yeah. in order yeah. to be love. Yeah. Then if you, if you go back to an ancient Greek understanding of that, the only act of receptivity that could be is creatures. And therefore, creatures have to be, and therefore, the eternity yeah. of the world, right? Right. right. Um, but it seems like what Clark is trying to say is, guess what? There is active receptivity in God himself, represented archetypally by the second person as son and word, which must be purely a positive perfection connatural to being itself. That's page 21. Yeah. yeah. So, so this idea that... Um, Going back to the Ratzinger quote, which which is so f- fundamental, I think, for both Clark and us, um, their relation is an equally valid primordial mode of reality is only understood in the revelation of Jesus Christ and the revelation of the Trinitarian persons, the fact that there is one who gives and one who receives and one who comes forth from both, that that we can really understand receptivity as positivity rather than merely poverty. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think what you... What you have on the bottom of 21, kind of a little further down where you're reading, <clears throat> you get um, you get this passage. The implications for a richer evaluation of the masculine and mm-hmm. the feminine dimensions of human personality are challenging and exciting, but we will leave the development to others more competent. So, so I think he, he's recognizing that there's this sense uh, there, there's this sense that creation has this sort of masculine and feminine aspects, these, mm-hmm. th- these dimen- dimensions. And, I, and I activity think, and passivity. Activity or, and or, passivity, or re- yeah. receptivity. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think there's a, there's a sense in which... Now, this can, this can definitely be taken in the wrong way, and I don't mean it to be taken in the wrong way. Um, most people don't mean what they say to be taken in the wrong way. <laughs> but I don't want this to be taken in the wrong way as well. <laughs> uh, that um, all of creation has a, a sort of... Um, feminine and masculine aspect to it. Right. Masculine in the sense of the the sort of traditionally understood as like the activity, yeah, uh, uh, the, of another, and and feminine in in the sense of the the receptivity of another, and it's that um, that sort of in one individual you have both realities right. coming. Right. To, that's what it is to be. It's to be both active and receptive. That, yeah, that sort of highlights. This 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 great um, 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 scriptural and spiritual truth that uh, man and woman become one. Right. right? I mean, they, there's this, and and in virtue of of this activity and receptivity becoming one, there's a fruit of that. There's there's something which results from that, which is another. Right. Uh, and, and so I think what you ha- what you have in the very what Clark is saying is in the very structure of of being itself, in the very structure of essay the act of being you have this incredibly fruitful in a, in a very in this very real sense of fruitful like giving giving rise to another sense of active passivity mm-hmm. being brought to perfection giving rise to um to a reality which is transcendent self like beyond itself and and and, uh, and so i think what he's saying is being is not just this this Pushing out, as, as I think it's in the Psalms, um, it might be in the Psalms, maybe it's in, I don't know, Daniel. It's in Daniel, uh, the, when the when Shadrach, Meshach, mm-hmm. Abednego are mm-hmm. in the oven, mm-hmm. and they're cooking, but mm-hmm. they're not cooking, right? <laughs> and, they're, and they're they're talking, I think they're talking about, like, all of creation is, is like, you know, like, yeah. praising, like, let, 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 let all this praise the Lord, right. and, and this and this praise the Lord, and right. the, the fiery, you know, oven praise the Lord. Right. Um, Everything is trying to, 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 to communicate itself and what itself is, is from another. Is from another. Yeah. And, and um, so, so you have that. You have this, this notion, this idea of the, the, the relationality. Therefore, there's another to which you're communicating. And then what he's saying is, um, but that also means that you are not just a communicator, but you're the receiver of communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you have to be to be a communicator is also to be receptive of others 
and which is true in God too. That's the revelation. Yeah, yep. right? and, and that's, that's what Clark's saying in section three is that's that's just what being is is right. to be receptive. That's not a that's not a lacking. Right. It's actually part of part of activity itself. He's saying. And, and, and I I feel like this is what we've been talking about for years. But 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 this this idea of participation in God or being the image of God or being a likeness of God or whatever we want to say to be it all. Yeah is to participate in something that is self-communicating in love. So page 11 is really, I think, a key point here where he says, the ultimate reason now appears, this is near the top, the first paragraph there, um, the ultimate reason now appears why all beings, by the very fact that they are, right, so just being at all, uh-huh. possesses this natural dynamism toward self-communicative action. They are all diverse modes of participation in the infinite goodness of the one source whose very being is self-communicative love. But... And this a couple lines later, he says this. This is what Christian philosophy is. It's a recognition yeah. Yeah. that God, who reveals himself in the Son as Father, Son, and Spirit, right. reveals himself as self-communicative love in himself. Like right. the, the imminent trinity, if yeah. you want to put it that way. Yeah. Therefore, if we be, to be is not merely to just stand there, right? right. Um, right. He, he has a great sort yeah, of like... Father, Father uh, Gerald uh, Phelan. The active existence essay is not a state. Is this what you were going with? It's not a state. It is an act. Yeah. The act of all acts and therefore must be understood as act and not as a static definable object of conception. Yes, the static definable object of conception, right? As, as I wrote on the side there, damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to think that, that, that being is just something to think about yeah. or something that just bees there. Right. Um, I always put it in, one of, in my classes as it's a one rather than a zero. Yeah, right, I, yeah. I, that is not what being is. No, no, no. Being is self-communicative love, and to think that being is not self-communicative communicative love is to not understand what bees. Yeah, and to not understand oneself. Yeah, especially oneself as a person, right? right and the right. person that, that is the perfection of this, right? Yeah, it, it. I think that's a real. I think it's a real issue that we're dealing with in modern philosophy, and it's a real issue, and maybe this is even more dreadful. A real issue that we're dealing with in modern common sense, what people just think that yeah. there's just stuff and there's this thing and that thing yeah. is not this thing. Yeah. And therefore, you know, you need to think about that thing separately. Yeah. And once you start separating everything, you start realizing that nothing is what it really is. Because yeah. it, if it is self-communicative love, as, as Christian philosophy demonstrates, then you don't see the world as it is. Yeah. Which is sort of the point of philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and I, so, to, so to bring this to a close um, – and, and kind of um, bring it, bring it, bring it down to earth. I mean, hope, hopefully, the, I mean, it's the, the hope is that it, it, you're always you're always playing this uh, volleyball game that you're going up and you're coming down. As, <laughs> as, as Clark puts it, the wings and the, the the scuba diving gear. Yeah, you're always you're always yeah. you're always going up to the heights, and then you you always are coming back down to the depths. Mm-hmm. And I think um, uh, I, I think to think oh, this this is just like highfalutin metaphysic mumbo jumbo. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think there's a sense in which you don't really understand the concrete unless you can can really have a, a, a sort of a this 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 broad perspective of things. Um, and so, so, but to bring it to more a concrete closure, um, I, I he ends with the the idea that when you see dynamic being for what it is, when you see dynamic being for self as self communicative. When you see it as relational and as receptive, those those all all three of those are are um, sort of necessary consequences of each other. They all go hand in hand. Uh, when you see dynamic being in that way, you have to see it as community. Being is communion, he says at the end of this section. Mm-hmm. And I think to to bring this really home, to to, to make this really clear, um, now is. Um, uh, when you, my my parents live in um, Venice, Florida, and they were, I was talking to them this morning, and they were saying that uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of um, college students, uh, just like you, just like all of you <laughs> out there listening, uh, are visiting the the beach, and they they themselves are saying, you know, I'm willing to take the risk of me getting sick. Because uh-huh. this is my life, and I'm not going to have to have my life altered by 
other people. Right. If if I get sick and if I die from this, that's my that's my choosing. And 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 I think my my parents, my my dad, uh, um, was sort of pointing out the the the, the fact that um, you have all these people coming down here taking this very selfish attitude. Uh, he has um, asthma, and it's a it's a not a good time for someone with a breathing uh, mm-hmm. problem to be to be going out. And and I think what you what you see is people not appreciating the aspect of um, the the communal aspect of their self. They mm-hmm. don't understand that those people that are potentially uh, um, you know, um, uh, harmed by their activity as themselves. Like, so what it is to be me is to be tied up with you. Right. They don't see that. And therefore they think they're completely cut off from the other. And so they think that their actions have nothing to do with anyone other than themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, they, they live in a world where they are talking to the void which is to say that they are nihilists. Right. Right? They, they, they think that their existence is simply to communicate to no one. Mm-hmm. Right? My actions are for no one other but than myself, myself. Which is nothing. Which is, which is yeah, which is, yeah, which is not, it's not communication, right? This is, this is, um, um, this was the, those that read the, the, the Louth chapter on Plotinus, this was the last paragraph of Louth where he says, um, I'll read it, I got it right here. Perfect. Um, the one, this is this is Louth, page fifty. If you if you if you're playing at home, here you go. Um, the one has no concern for the soul that seeks him, nor has the soul more than a passing concern for others engaged on the same quest. It has no companions. Solitariness, isolation, the implications of this undermine any possibility of a doctrine of grace. The one is unaware of those who seek it, and so cannot turn towards them or any positive understanding of the co-inherence of man with man. These limitations, as we shall now begin to see, disclose a radical opposition between the Platonic vision and Christian mystical theology. So I think what you what you have is this, this notion that um, any sort of fulfillment is going to be self-fulfillment, fulfillment mm-hmm. of me. And that's, that's at, at best going to... To, to lead you to say, um, I don't need to think about others because others are no different from me. And therefore, I, I don't have to like think about going out of myself to them or being receptive of them. There's no sort of dialogical move that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. The dialogical move is only for the sake of transcending it to this, you know, um, this uh, Platinian egoism, mm-hmm. uh, which in some ways is is... is the best it's it's really you know it's a pretty good thing for a pagan but it's it's very far from christianity right right and and i think um i think this is where the language of rights and why schindler gets so angry about it yeah, yeah comes yeah. into play and i also think it it has it has to do with this let me give you one more quote from yeah. from from clark before we get into the beastie boys here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is page 23 uh which i thought was funny but at the same time true even if I but wingle, wiggle my finger here on Earth, physicists tell us some minuscule influence will reach to the furthest stars. Now, and, th- and that's just a sort of a physicist kind of way. Yeah. But um, if we think of an ontological, relational kind of understanding of being, then it's more than that. Yeah, and and I think um, <clears throat> I think this this notion of um, the activity that you do is open. Or put it this way, all of your actions are a way of speaking to all of reality that can hear. Right. And it and it has this this sort of eternal significance. So I think I think there's something very, very um spiritual about I mean, I, I hate to put it that way, spiritual, but it has it has this uh um this dynamic um reality that 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 pushes you to see this isn't just about me this is about everything Mm -hmm. my life my life is tied up with everything so my well-being is also 
going to implicate the well-being of everything. Right. Your perfection um, cannot happen without the perfection of the world. The weight of the world is on your shoulders. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and so with that in mind, here you go. <laughs> Like Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce.